Good morning, good morning. Happy Tuesday. Yes. I, you know, I have to make sure I keep my thinking cap on because it, yesterday was a holiday for us here in the U.S., Labor Day. But it's very easy to feel that today is Monday. So I gotta have that reminder going in my head. Today it is Tuesday. Charge up Tuesday. We're playing yesterday's hits, today's favorites. Thank you so much to all of our listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone. QMZRadio.com And of course, good morning to everyone Logged on to JohnNoRadio.com And a huge special good morning to everyone here with me on Clubhouse Thank you so much for joining me for Coffee and Toe World News on the Go Every Monday through Friday Starting at 9am to 12pm Eastern Where I read the news and we share our views You can follow me on Twitter At me media moments On Instagram Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media And on TikTok Moments with me media And the me in everything is M.I. And here are the headlines we have coming up for you today. In international news, Queen appoints Liz Truss as UK's Prime Minister. Gas flows to Europe won't resume until sanctions are lifted, says Russia. Russia to buy North Korean artillery shells, rockets. Hmm. Thousands evacuated as typhoon barrels across South Korea. And out of Afghanistan, deadly suicide attack at Russian embassy in Kabul. More than 700 children have died in Somali nutrition centers. This is according to the United Nations. In news out of North America, 10 killed in Canada stabbing spree. What, where, and who? Norfolk State University students amongst those injured in off-campus mass shooting. Human crisis! Chicago seeks help as Texas buses over migrants. Jehovah's Witnesses to resume ministry field work after 30-month hiatus due to pandemic. And a U.S. judge pauses the review of documents seized from Trump's home. In business and tech news, Bentley Residences, Miami, to open in 2026. Units selling for $4.2 million and include a car elevator that takes you directly to your home. I won't say they're the first, though. Yeah, somebody had beat them through it a couple years ago. Disney creating membership programs similar to Amazon Prime. Major U.S. airlines updated customer service to offer meals, hotels, when flights are canceled. Bed Bath & Beyond CFO who plunged to his death named in lawsuit for insider trading and fraud. CVS to buy home health care provider Signify for $8 billion. And 10 clothing brands you had no clue were black-owned. In the Caribbean corner, pilot on inaugural Nigeria to Barbados flight says it was easy. Guyana expects billion-dollar oil earnings this year. Captured man 
who threatened to kidnap girls and women is now in custody. Government identifies land to build new modern prison, according to Andrew Holness, and two charged with the murder of a Jamaican-born TSA worker in New York. In the Latin American corner, lightning kills two aborted jet skis near southern Puerto Rico. In Believe It or Not stories... There's a utility company that locked out 22,000 customers. That's in the Denver area. South Dakota school issues ultimatum to black student. Cut your dreadlocks or find a new school. A Texas woman scammed men out of millions and purchased luxury cars and Rolex watches. And in the entertainment scene. This story has been creating some waves. Tiffany Haddish released a statement regarding accusations of grooming and sexually assaulting two children, saying, I deeply regret having agreed to act in it. We're going to have these stories and more when we return. Uh, yeah, but here's some more music. Yesterday's hits, today's favorites. I won't lie to you I know he's just not right for you And you could tell me if I'm off But I see it on your face When you say that he's the one that you want And you're spending all your time in this wrong situation And anytime you want it to stop I know I can treat you better Than he can And any guy like you Can you say you'd like me to? I just want to give you the loving that you're missing, baby, just to wake up with you. Will be everything I need and this could be so different. Tell me what you want to do. Cause I know I can treat you better than he can. And any girl like you deserves a gentleman. Love your 
directions Give your all to me I give my all to you You're my end and my beginning Even when I lose I'm winning Cause I give you all of me And you give me all of you How many times do I have to tell you? Even when you're crying, you're beautiful too. The world is beating you down. I'm around through every mood. You're my downfall, you're my muse. My worst distraction, my rhythm and blues. I can't stop singing, it's ringing in my head for you. My head's underwater, but I'm breathing fine. You're crazy and I'm out of my mind. Cause all of me loves all of you. Love your curves and all your edges. All your perfect imperfections. Give your Thank you to all our listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me, and you're listening to Coffee and Toe World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. I gotta start off by saying, before I get into the details, gotta start off by saying thank you. Thank you to everyone that started off the birthday weekend with me, starting on Friday into Saturday. Saturday was the birthday, Sunday, yesterday. <laughs> I finished it off yesterday, yeah. I closed out yesterday. Um. In my PTR, you'll see a beautiful bouquet of flowers. Thank you, Javette. Um, truly grateful. It was a nice surprise to come back home Saturday. Went to the hairdresser Saturday morning. Came back home and saw this beautiful bouquet. So s nobody could tell me where these flowers came from. I saw no card, nothing. So I'm like, okay, what's going on here? So didn't dawn on me to check the garbage, right? <laughs> so anyway, I asked... Um, son number two was at work. Son number one, he said he don't know where they came from. Son number three said he was clueless. Son number four, well, I didn't, I don't know why I didn't ask son number four. I didn't. I, re I really didn't ask him. So left the house um, to go take care of some stuff. And I said, hold on, let me ask son number four. So I called son number four. I'm like, did you, no, let me back up a little bit. So I checked the cameras, the recording. I'm like, okay, these floors were delivered. So it's definitely not from any of the boys. So um, I said, okay, let me ask son number four. So I called son number four. I'm like, did you sign for those floors? He's like, yes. I'm like, was there a card attached? Yeah, I threw it out. Yeah, I threw it out because all it had on there was your name. I'm like, no, do me a favor. Get in the trash and 
find that piece of paper that came with it. So he gets it out of the trash and he's like, yeah, all it has on there is your name. I'm like, okay, just leave it there on the counter. <laughs> so when I get back home after taking care of a couple of things, I noticed the beautiful note. Thank you, Javette. Really appreciate it. Really beautiful. <laughs> that is hilarious moment. <laughs> Boys, 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 boys. What can I say? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. You know, you learn something about men. And I realize that there are some things that are innate, right? Because there are just some things that they're born with. And yes. yeah, and there's nothing you can do to change that. And we just have to embrace it. No matter what you do as a parent, you just can't change certain things. That's how they're made up. And we just have to appreciate <laughs> that, right? <laughs> Not even as a parent, as a woman in a relationship with a man. <laughs> yes. Oh, listen, let, let's not even go down that road. You know how I, oh, Javette, Javette, I have to let you know, the bulb got changed. That's wonderful. Yes, oh the bulb oh got changed. <laughs> Now, now I'm going to have to send your hubby something. <laughs> yes. So now I'm like, okay, anything I need to get done. It looks like I need to get to Javette for Javette to get to him. It gets done quicker, right? But yeah, the ball we got changed. We put did. Yes, you did. So thank you. Thank you for that. You know, I truly appreciate that. But yeah. You're in the matrix. You're in the Matrix, Javette. Okay. Yeah, you're going to have to go and come back again. Am I still in Matrix? Yes, you are, unfortunately. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. But yeah, so um, I had a good weekend, I must say. Hope everyone had a good weekend, no matter where you were, what you had to do. So I went club hopping on the app. Um, Did I really go club hopping? Because I think I only went to two clubs. Yeah, I went to... Um, DJ Teflon's club, um, sweet <laughs> reggae vibes. Uh, did I say I read Teflon? Cause I'm like half asleep anyway, but, um, I went into DJ Teflon's room. It's always a great vibe, always great music. So I was there and I went into DJ C Matic's room that was there. Yeah. I had a good time. I won't complain. Had a grand time. So it's time for me to get into the details, details, details. And we're starting off with international news. This one, um, yeah, let me just read it. Let me just read it. I made a vow that I'm going to talk less <laughs> this year. I'm going to try as I write chapter 50, close down chapter 49. And as I write chapter 50, one of my promises is to talk less. So here we go. The queen appoints list. Is it truce or trust? Not quite sure what the correct pronunciation is, but Liz is the new prime minister of the United Kingdom. Uh, so she has become Britain's next prime minister after meeting with Queen Elizabeth II, who asked her to form a new government. She's 47 years old. She took office on Tuesday. Oh, she's younger than me. So why did she... keep it moving? I said I was going to talk less. I said I was going to talk less. So Liz took office on Tuesday. She's 47 years old in the carefully choreographed ceremony with the monarch, 
And this is a day after the ruling Conservative Party announced that Liz was elected as its leader. The Queen received an audience, the Right Honourable Elizabeth Truce, MP today, and requested her to form a new administration, a Buckingham Palace statement said. She accepted Her Majesty's offer and kissed hands upon her appointment as Prime Minister and First Lord of the Treasury. Her predecessor, Boris Johnson, formally stepped down during his own audience with the Queen at her Balmoral estate in Scotland. In his last speech as the Prime Minister, Johnson said earlier on Tuesday that his policies had given the country the economic strength to help people weather the energy crisis before he signed off with his typical bluster. I am like one of those booster rockets that has fulfilled its function, Johnson said, before getting into a car and leaving the gates of Downing Street for the last time as Prime Minister. Hmm. How are the Brits feeling about Liz being the new Prime Minister? Teflon, if you can speak, I would appreciate hearing your voice. To be honest, people don't really care. No one's talking about it. It's really quiet. <laughs> I didn't Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even realise until um I saw a room yesterday on Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. But no one's really talking about it and I don't really watch the news, so I didn't even know. <laughs> Well, good, good luck to her. Is it trust or truce? How is her last name? I, I, I don't even know. I'd I'd say trust. Trust. <laughs> yeah, but I don't I don't know too much about this lady. Yeah. Yeah. She just she just popped out of nowhere. Wow. Am I surprised? Mm, no. I was but, hopeful for the other for the gentleman the, the of um Indian and African descent. Uh, Sunak. Yes, him. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. But I feel, I feel like there's there's going to be another Theresa May coming up soon. Like they're they're going to deal with Liz the way they dealt with her. Um, yeah, good luck to her. <laughs> <laughs> good morning. Good morning, Javette. You can hear me now. Yes, loud and clear. I'm on the road driving back to Houston. I went to Dallas this weekend. All right. Had a good time. Be safe. I did. I did. My family says that she is just the man that left. Turned into a woman. She's basically the same. Ouch. (laughs) It's just a woman. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Okay. So... (laughs) My being hopeful went down the drain. Um, I won't regret it, though, because I was looking forward to seeing a new face, a fresh face, um, a deviation from the norm. But why am I? I sh- I'm not surprised. So I'm not going to say why am I surprised? I'm not. I was hopeful, though. Um, she looks older than 47. Yeah, the old day. <laughs> <laughs> She's, she's listen. She's gonna look even older um, after 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 they they um, after they threw under the bus. She's gonna look like Theresa May because remember when Theresa May when she came into power, like she was she was still old, but she looked she looked a little bit fresh. And then um, when she was on the way out, she looked so haggard. So I, I I feel like this one once once they've done thrown under the bus, like she's gonna look even worse. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking I at her. Good, 
like, good luck to her. I'm like, no way is this woman younger than me. I'm like, wow. Yeah, looks like she's been around the block quite a bit. Black don't crack. We don't crack. We just stretch. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh my gosh. So um I wish her all the best. Um I hope, Javette, that she will really try to be a little different for the better. We're gonna we're gonna hope. We're gonna hope. Uh, but Bars's wife looks young. Um is it is she Botoxed up or what? How old is Boris's no, wife? No, no, she's no, she's young. Like he always goes for young, younger girls. So mm. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I'm looking yeah. at her. I'm like, oh, she she looks young. What did she see in him? But anyway, let me keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> Why does his hair always look disheveled, as though he was just electrocuted? <laughs> I can. I'm sorry. I said I was gonna talk less. <laughs> this is a struggle, Javet. This is a struggle. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna give up. But I had, I had women. Is it true that women like they like guys that are funny? They like funny guys. So maybe that's, maybe that's why she went for him because he is a funny guy. Oh, he is. Yeah, we do like yeah. men that can make us laugh. Believe you me, if, if you can make a woman laugh, you got her. So there you go. That's how he managed to find her. Yeah. <laughs> 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 all right thank you so much teflon our next story also courtesy of al jazeera gas flows to europe will not resume until sanctions are lifted says russia they're not playing around russian supply gas supplies to europe will not resume until western sanctions against moscow are lifted the kremlin has said dmitry peskov the kremlin spokesman said on monday the sanctions were the sole reason behind Russia's decision decision to shut the Nord Stream 1, the NS1 pipeline. Moscow initially said it was shutting the pipeline, which supplies gas to Europe for maintenance. Pumping problems arose because of the sanctions imposed against our country and against a number of companies by Western states, including Germany and the UK, Peskov was quoted as saying by the Interfax News Agency. There are no other reasons that could have caused this pumping problem, he reportedly said. Sanctions that prevent the units from being serviced, that prevent them from being moved without appropriate legal guarantees. It is these sanctions imposed by Western states that have brought the situation to what we see now. He's, he's adding Peskov's comments came amid a deepening energy crisis across Europe that was further exasperated after Gazprom, Russia's state-run energy giant, announced on Friday that a three-day maintenance work due to an oil leak in one of the NS1's turbines will extend indefinitely. NS1, which has been operational since 2011, is the single biggest gas pipeline that carries gas between Russia and Western Europe. Hmm. This is interesting. But when they, I'm sh well, you know what? Why am I going to be concerned about how they're going to get rid of the gas? They're, they're going to, they have markets for it. So, yeah, I think this started, what, February? We're in September. How much longer is this going to go on? Can we have some reprieve? Because everybody's suffering. I will say this, though. And I have to give credit where credit is due. And I know I've complained bitterly on this platform 
that the prices in the supermarket are ridiculous. Well, there is one supermarket chain that I go to for a number of reasons. Customer service. Number two, they have a neutral odor. You walk in there, you smell nothing. It's just neutral. So I love that. Um, clean, always clean, well organized and everything, right? For me. Prices actually went down. Prices went down. Back to what they were pre the invasion slash war. So I'm grateful, truly grateful. So um, I'm not, I cannot only talk about the bad. I have to talk about the good. So, you know, the grocery bill went down because I do have five men to feed. Right. So I'm appreciative. I felt like I won the lotto when the things were ringing up. And I was like, damn, I feel good. Of course, uh, I love the buy one, get one freeze. I live for that. Those are my go to's. And even, you know, I was able to save a lot, too. So I feel good. Yeah, I'm grateful. Not going to be ungrateful at all. Not at all. So but we don't want the prices going back up. So Russia the West, whatever y'all got to do to work it out, please think about our pockets. Well, still stuck in Russia. Russia to buy North Korean artillery shells and rockets. Russia is buying millions of artillery shells and rockets from North Korea. And this is according to newly declassified intelligence reports from the United States. The New York Times, which first reported the purchases, said the reports provided little detail on the exact weaponry involved or the timing or the size of the shipments. Beyond short-range rockets and artillery shells, Russia was expected to try to buy additional North Korean equipment in the future, the paper said, citing an unnamed U.S. official. Russia's move to buy weaponry from North Korea an isolated state subject to international sanctions over its nuclear weapons program, let us not forget that, demonstrates that the Russian military continues to suffer from severe supply shortages in Ukraine due in part to export controls and sanctions, the Associated Press News Agency reported, citing a U.S. official who spoke on the condition of anonymity. Hmm. Russia has deepened the ties with countries, including North Korea and Iran, since its invasion of Ukraine in February. And of course, that drew international condemnation and sanctions that have made it more difficult to keep its military supplied with weapons and equipment. I don't really think they, they um, are going to have an issue keeping themselves supplied between China, Iran, North Korea. I think Russia is going to be just fine. But of course, we have to also think about who is reporting the news, right? The source and the impression that needs to be made upon the um, listeners and the readers and the, those who are watching. Right. So let's see. All right. Our next story. Uh, thousands evacuated as typhoon barrels across South Korea. 
the most powerful typhoon to hit South Korea in years, has battered its south- southern region, dumping almost three feet of rain, destroying roads and bringing down power lines after thousands of people were evacuated to safer ground. Typhoon Hinam Noor, I hope I said it right, skirted the resort island of Jeju and made landfall in the country's south near the port of Busan, Early on Tuesday, authorities said, with heavy rain and strong winds expected to continue throughout the day. The storm follows record rain around the capital's Seoul in August that caused severe flooding. At least 14 people were killed. And over to Afghanistan. A deadly suicide attack at the Russian embassy in Kabul. At least six people have been killed in a suicide bombing near the entrance of the Russian embassy in Kabul. The Russian foreign ministry and Afghan officials have said following the rare attack on a foreign diplomatic mission in the Afghan capital. The dead include two employees of the embassy, the Russian foreign ministry said on Monday, adding that an unknown militant, set off an explosive device near the entrance to the consular section of the embassy at approximately 10.50 a.m., which is 6.20 GMT time. As a result of the attack, two employees of the diplomatic mission were killed, and there are also victims among Afghan citizens, the ministry said. It did not offer any details as to who the staff members were or how they died. You know, I always wondered about something. The mindset of a suicide bomber. What goes through their mind? What makes them feel compelled to say, you know what, yes, I'm going to go ahead and do this? Because I often think, and I say to myself, those who ask you to do it or those you're, whom you're doing it for um they really don't care about you otherwise they would not encourage you or even ask you to do this act to take your own life and the lives of others you strap yourself up or you walk with something and do they have last minute regrets or like you know and Or is there someone watching them? That's another question I asked too. Is there someone watching them that if they don't do it, they'll be killed anyway? I always wonder. I don't think they have, I personally don't think they have regrets because they're doing it in the name of their religion. Okay. And they're gonna be seen as uh, heroes. Ah, mm. oh, you know, it's it's truly sad. It's truly sad. I don't know. I don't know. Our last story from the international scene, more than 700 children have died in Somali nutrition centers. Hundreds of children have already died in nutrition centers across Somalia, the United Nations Children's Agency, UNICEF, said on Tuesday, a day after it warned that parts of Somalia will be hit by famine in the coming months. The Horn of Africa region is on track for a fifth consecutive failed rainy season. In 2011, a famine in Somalia claimed more than a quarter of a million lives, most of them children.
The centers are for children with severe acute malnutrition, as well as other complications such as measles, cholera, or malaria, and are considered just a snapshot of the situation across the country. UNICEF said that diseases that um, came out that they had an outbreak for were increasing among among children, with some 13,000 suspected measles cases reported in recent months, of which 78% were children under five years of age. Funding for Somalia has increased in recent weeks, and the United Nations $1.46 billion appeal is now 67% funded, but aid officials warned that it had come very late and that more was needed. We're going to be witnessing the death of children on an unimaginable scale if we don't act fast. And that's according to Audrey Crawford, Somalia's country director at the Danish Refugee Council. Um, we have money for wars, but we don't have money to feed the children. But it's not that we don't have money to feed the children. It's that we don't have money to feed the children in the continent of Africa. Big difference big difference because by not saving them rescuing them seeing to it that they're well nourished is going to go against the plan unfortunately i mean this has been going on for decades who remembers as a child probably well i'm looking at all of you all of you are too young (laughs) to remember this but you remember back in the 80s um USA for Africa, that drive, Michael Jackson, I think he was the one that spearheaded it with the song, um, We Are the World, We Are the Children. Remember that song? Yeah. Because you would see the images of children across the continent suffering from malnutrition. Now we are in the 2000s, 2022. And not much has really changed. But wars are funded year after year after year after year. Not just by the U.S., but by other countries throughout the world. Which tells me that no one really cares what's happening to the children in Africa because that's what they want anyway. They say the world is overpopulated. So if we take care of them, we're going to be maintaining the population which we need to thin out. I don't, I don't understand with all the years, because moments I'm younger than you. Yes, you are. You know, um, by five years more. <laughs> <laughs> but with all the money that we have given, because I do remember this, as a child and to know that I am a grown AW woman and that we're still having the same issue. What is it about the land, the infrastructure? Why hasn't some company come in and made wells and found a way to grow vegetables and food? I'm just, I'm not understanding. I'm not understanding it. I don't get it's it. It's years, years, and you still have the same thing. It makes no sense at all. 
it's, it's just a shame. Which, we should be ashamed of ourselves. Yes, really. we should be. I agree. I agree. Is it that all the money that is raised globally goes into administrative costs? And very little trickles down? That has been proven with some of these corporations. <laughs> Dre says, what about the church? <laughs> Vatican has enough money, Dre. Dre, what about the church? Who makes up the church? The people. The same people who only care about themselves. Right? The same people who only care about themselves. They pretend to care. And do we really want the church to come in and save the day in Africa? Do we really want that? Especially the Vatican, the Roman Catholics. Look at they, they, <laughs> they promoted, supported the atrocities that took place globally. So would we really want them? Is that what we would really want? They don't care. But there's so many mega churches that has aid and has went to <laughs> Africa to do A, B, C, D. They say, allegedly. Allegedly, Javette. Allegedly. And not to go too far off on a tangent, but my wish is that churches be taxed. Churches need to be taxed. I'm sorry, because they're not fulfilling their purpose. The churches of today, they're more interested in <laughs> planes and luxury cars and mansions. Mansions that they're not willing to put up those who are suffering, those members of their congregation who are suffering. That's what they're focused on, not helping you and me. Mm -mm. Mm -mm -mm -mm. they are only interested in amassing wealth that's what the church is doing today they want private jets and the private jet is not really for the church it's for the pastors who want to live these lavish luxurious lifestyles while they're funded by members of the church who are struggling to pay their utility bills struggling to put food on the table So I don't expect the church to do a damn thing about it. Why should they? Why would they? We certainly don't want the Roman Catholics going around the world trying to save lives because they're a whole nother story by themselves. They did enough damage, a.k.a. slavery. They did enough. Not only that, the pillaging of the indigenous, they sure did enough. The murders of children. We don't, we don't need the Roman Catholics. Go ahead, Javette. Go right ahead. Uh, I, I was going to say pedophilia as well. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -mm. But we have money for wars, but we don't have money to feed the children. 
Coming up after the music break, we have details of stories out of North America. When we heed a certain call, when the world must come together as one, there are people dying. Oh, when it's time to lend a hand to life, the greatest gift of all. We can't go on pretending day by day that someone somewhere will soon make a change. We all are part of. God's great big family And the truth You know love is all we need Beyond the world Beyond the children Beyond the ones who make it right again So let's start giving There's a choice we're making We're saving our own lives It's true Get down and 
thank you to all the listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. On Moments with me, you're listening to Coffee and Toe World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Coming up right after this, we have the details of stories out of North America. Thank you so much. Yeah, the choice that we make will, is the choice that will make the difference. Starvation should not be happening anywhere in the world. Not when you think that there are cruise lines that dump tons of food every single week. Supermarkets dump food. Restaurants dump food. Tons of food dumped every single day. And yet, 700 children have died in Somalia from starvation. There are people in our countries that are starving, not able to eat well-balanced meals. Children who the best meal they get is when they go to school. That's in this day and age, 2022. And don't tell me that there's no money to feed the hungry. No. We're more concerned about weapons. We spend trillions on weapons, but we can't save the children who are dying. We have trillions for weapons, but we can't provide health care to the most vulnerable, to the most disenfranchised. Something is wrong with us. Something is wrong with us. And to these organizations that collect donations, and for, out of every dollar that is collected, 90 cents goes into administrative costs. I have an issue with that. I have an issue with that. Yes, I do understand that people have to get paid, but 90 cents of every dollar goes into running the organization and only 10 cents or less trickles down to those who are in need. Who is auditing these companies and who is holding them accountable? Because this has been going on forever. When are we going to hold them accountable? I agree, QT, not us, the greedy world leaders. You're right. You're absolutely right. Hmm. 
I do struggle with donating to organizations like the Red Cross, Salvation Army. I do struggle. And I struggled when I got wind of the fact that there is an imbalance in the scales. It's time for stories out of North America. I do apologize for going off on a tangent for a little bit, but um, yeah. I'm not sure what, okay, bear with me one second here. I don't know why it's telling me the story's not coming up. The one regarding, um, okay, here we go. Got it. So our first story is out of the North Canada. Canada police say one stabbing suspect dead and, you know, another amongst others. And the suspect is still at large, they're saying. I'm hoping there's an update to this story. One of two suspects wanted in relation to a deadly stab, stabbing rampage in central Canada has been found dead, police said while an extensive search continues for the second suspect. During a news conference on Monday evening, Royal Canadian Mounted Police, the RCMP officials in the province of Saskatchewan, said Damien Sanderson, 31, was found dead with wounds that did not appear to be self-inflicted. Sanderson and his brother, 30-year-old Miles Sanderson, were earlier charged with first-degree murder over Sunday's attacks, which left 10 people dead and injured 18 others in James Smith Cree Nation and the nearby village of Weldon. Rhonda Blackmore, commanding officer of the Saskatchewan RCMP, told reporters that police are still looking for Miles Sanderson, who they believe has sustained some injuries. The fatal stabbing spree in the indigenous community of James Smith Cree Nation and neighboring Weldon, approximately 200 miles north of Saskatchewan's capital, Regina, marks one of the deadliest incidents of mass violence in Canadian history. Can we leave these? Can we leave the indigenous alone, please? May I say something? Yes, please go right ahead. Go right. Ahead. I mean, I don't want to sound insensitive, but you know, when it said there was ten people that got killed and eighteen people that were injured, I mean, you see the first two people getting, you know, murdered. What's the other eight just standing there? Like, I don't. Like, I'm just trying to wrap it around my head. You see somebody getting, you know, hurt. Are the other people just standing around, like waiting for a turn? I'm like, I don't, I'm trying to understand the whole story. I know it's not really clear in how it happened. Whether it was, you know, like the person just kept killing people in different areas. That's the part I'm trying to figure out too. How it happened, but it's very. Uh, go ahead, Fabian. Fabian may have an insight. Go right ahead, Fabian. Boy, boy first of all, this one's a good morning. Bless up everybody in the room. <laughs> good morning, this, Fabian. Yes, love one of them and love one of them. But this is one of the more bizarre. As Yin, I hope I'm pronouncing your name right, as you just stated. I mean, what are people in this? I wait for people to come walk up to them and stop them. It was just bizarre. You know, you hear about, you, what, what we've heard about the, the, you know, the, the mass shootings, but People still have stabbed people in 2022. I mean, what the heck? And what's added to this whole saga is, you know, they found one of the brothers dead yesterday. They're saying not self-inflicted wounds. So somebody get to him. But why? This is like this is a movie to be made. That's all I know. But it is bizarre. I hope they catch this this other brother real real quick. 
It's it's weird. <sighs> it is weird. Moments. Yes, yes, Javette. When did this happen? I didn't watch any news this weekend. <laughs> I don't. This weekend? <laughs> that was this weekend. Yes. Yeah, I think Saturday it started. This was this weekend. So True. it appears as though it was in different places, but it's right. the indigenous that were attacked. They were attacked, and I believe these two brothers are indigenous, which just adds to this kind of bizarreness, so to speak. Hmm. Uh, and for them to go to so many different places, I think it might have been 12 to 15 other. What the hell? And nobody catch them? Okay, you know what? Let me jump over to what's the what's the um oh my gosh is it the Guardian is that the name of the paper up in um Canada I can't remember the name right not now. sure okay let me see here because this is it's bizarre and I would love to know what could have caused that that there would be this attack okay. let me see what they're saying on CNN okay because the other story I got from um Al Jazeera. Yeah. So let me see here. What is okay? Second suspect in mass stabbing that killed ten in Saskatchewan, still at large, and that's as of this morning. Okay, so let me read this article. Um, a manhunt is underway for one of two brothers suspected in a mass stabbing that left ten dead and eighteen injured across multiple locations in Saskatchewan, Canada. The attacks on Sunday. Sunday. Uh, I think QT had also put that in the comments. Um, oh, you're in Canada, QT. <laughs> um, okay, so the attacks on Sunday, which rattled the Canadian nation and put the province of Saskatchewan on edge, spanned 13 crime scenes in an indigenous community and a nearby rural village, according to authorities. Less than three hours after the first attack was reported, authorities identified the suspects as brothers Damien Sanderson and Mao Sanderson. On Monday morning, Damon Sanderson, 31, was found dead on the James Smith Cree Nation in a heavily grassed area near a house. His injuries were not believed to be self-inflicted, said Royal Canadian Mounted Police Assistant, um, adding that the exact cause of death would be determined by the Saskatchewan coroner's office. His 30-year-old brother is still at large and considered armed and dangerous, Blackmore said. The man has a lengthy criminal record and had warrants out for his arrest before the stabbings. Police warned that Sanderson may also be injured and might might try to seek medical attention, but did not provide further details on why they believe he might be hurt. We do have strong reason to believe that he had sustained some injuries, although still at large. Miles Sanderson was charged with first-degree murder, attempted murder, and breaking and entering into a residence. Um, the suspects were believed to be traveling in a black Nissan Rogue, with a Saskatchewan license plate that was reported seen with two people inside on Sunday in Regina, city more than 300 kilometers or 186 miles south of the James Smith Cree Nation. Um, hmm. Okay, let me scan down some more, see if we have any other. Is it possible there are no... Okay, no, no, no. That, Blackmore said police haven't established a motive for the attacks, and there's still no word on the type of weapon that was that was used it takes a significant amount of resources to process 13 crime scenes there's a lot of anxiety in our province right now in our communities and throughout the country 
So we need to start the healing process. And until we can make this arrest, that isn't going to happen. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau called the stabbings horrific and heartbreaking. Shocked and devastated by the horrific attacks, he said a uh, few date, few details have been released about the brothers. Miles, who still remains at large, is six foot one, weighs about 240 pounds, brown hair, brown eyes. Okay, how the attacks unfolded. So let's see if there's any um, information here. Um, investigators on Monday were trying to piece together the order in which the attacks took place. Blackmore said the stabbings didn't necessarily happen in the order that the calls came in. And it's unclear if the brothers are suspected of carrying out the attacks at the same time. The first stabbing was reported on the James Smith Queen Nation at 5.40 a.m. local time. And several more calls came in minutes later about stabbings at other locations. Uh, the nation has a population of around 3,400 people with about 1,800 members who live on the reservation. At 9.45 a.m., authorities reported victims in multiple locations, including one in the village of Weldon, and that some victims may have been attacked randomly. In total, 28 were wounded. Okay, we're not getting any, we're not getting much details as to if these people are um, indigenous people. I don't know. Um, QT in the chat if you want to put anything. Uh, James, good morning. I know you're Justin, but we're talking about the the rampage that happened on Sunday. The two brothers that went on the stabbing spree where 28 people were stabbed, 10 died. Um, any word, any update this morning on that and from the news up there? James, if you're able to speak. Oh, morning, everyone. Good morning, James. Yeah, no, I, I've kind of turned off from the news, so <laughs> I I heard about it, but I, I, I'm not really... Yeah, I've turned off from, like, the past uh, three weeks, so I haven't been watching um, local TV or anything like that at all, so I'm not sure. Okay, all right. Yeah, take, taking a break, you know? I understand. I understand. I totally get it. All right. So I guess we're going to have to wait for more details to unfold from that situation. Yeah. Most of the deaths I'm QT saying are from the Smith Cree nation. So, um, yeah, truly unfortunate. Go ahead, yeah. Fabian. Go right ahead. Yeah. How do, you, how do you know the second brother or, you know, it's implied that, that he's hurt. Uh, so there are definitely no more, and they're not, you know, for obvious reasons. They're yeah, not telling us yeah. everything, you know. Yeah. But um, this is bizarre, man. How did like how did they get so far? Because in this age of technology, obviously everybody have a phone, and hear about one year people out there scream. All them, all them go to all them different location and and pull this off. Yeah, yeah. That don't make no sense. None, zero. Bizarre. It is. So we we're just gonna have to be patient at this point, and because. Um, we can make a barrage of assumptions, right, and theories, but this, I hope they catch the other one alive. That's because if they are dead, it's going to be harder to, you know, come up with some reasonable explanation as to what could have led to these, uh, to, yeah, these atrocities, these lives being taken. Yeah. 
So we need them alive, not dead, so that we can hear what he has to say. And while that happened on the 4th as well, which was Sunday, multiple college students were injured after a mass shooting happened off campus. And that story is courtesy of um, Bala Alert, Norfolk State University students amongst those injured. On Sunday, Norfolk Police Department responded to a shooting around midnight in the 5,000 block of Killam Avenue. Seven individuals were wounded in the incident. Five of them suffered non-life-threatening injuries, and two had life-threatening injuries. Amongst the seven, a few were students at Norfolk State University. The school tweeted about the shooting and said it happened at an isolated off-campus location. NSU later secured the campus and provided counseling for students. To make matters worse, Santara Norfolk General Hospital's trauma center was also placed on lockdown. According to WTKR station, Norfolk Emergency Dispatch said first responders were called to several shootings around the same time. The hospital was temporarily placed on lockdown until 5 a.m. due to the constant shootings and rising number of patients. It's September, right? I, 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 yeah. I did say that, um, I remember saying it over the summer after the last, after the Uvalde and then there was another shooting. Um, I did say that when school reopens, what's going to happen? Well, it didn't happen on the campus, happened off campus, but still it was university students affected. Human crisis. The story courtesy of Al Jazeera, Chicago seeks help as Texas buses over migrants. A political battle over the immigration policies of U.S. President Joe Biden's administration has expanded in recent days with officials in Chicago asking for volunteers and donations to assist with asylum seekers being bused into the city from Texas. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot recently told reporters that about 125 migrants have arrived in the city on board buses from Texas, including 50 people who arrived on Sunday alone, most of them families. We are a welcoming city, so we're always going to step up and do the right thing to make sure that migrants who are coming here to our city are well received, Lightfoot said during a news conference on Sunday evening. The mayor said Chicago had not yet heard from any Texas officials and urged the state's Republican governor, Greg Abbott, to collaborate on a more humane treatment of the asylum seekers and migrants. My frustration comes over the actions of the governor of Texas, Lightfoot said. There could be a level of coordination and cooperation, but he chooses to do none of these things. Political tensions have increased over the growing number of asylum seekers arriving at the United States-Mexico border. Abbott, who is seeking a third term in office in the November midterm elections, has seized on the issue of the record high arrivals at the border to boost his campaign. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Do you think he's going to go back for a third term, Javette? Hopefully you can hear and I hope you can speak. Not if I have any say. <laughs> Not if I have any say. Oh, boy. So, yeah. On Sunday, Chicago launched a new web website um, urging residents to donate items to help 
the new arrivals, you know, they're asking for donations of toothpaste, toothbrushes, toiletries, diapers, blankets, baby formula, Spanish language books for children, among other things. Um, <laughs> they trying to teach them Spanish? <laughs> Uh, no, I think they're you sending all the Spanish people back over the border. Um, no. So they're they're in Chicago, so they want them. I I want to say that they want the Spanish books for them to feel comfortable and have them assimilate to society, but you know, not feel alienated so much. You're already alienated enough from family, right? But here's why I'm laughing. <laughs> Lord, forgive me for this. I'm being very naughty, very, very naughty. But I'm laughing because just over the weekend, I was listening um, to, I was listening to um, something. I can't remember which platform it was on, but they were talking about, ah, it was on Clubhouse. Yes, I went, I ventured into this room and they were talking <laughs> about interracial relationships, you know. Anyway, um, so there was one young lady that gave some st statistics um, as far as the demographics is concerned in the U.S. And, you know, of course, by the 2030s, right, which is not too far, there's going to be a significant change in the percentage and who becomes the minority. We, always, we already see trending. But by the 2050s, it's going to be upside down. Yeah, so keep busting them in. <laughs> you don't like them. You know, you, you know what, Governor Abba, your days are numbered. Yeah, your days are numbered. You don't care about these people. You're just busting them out of the city because you want to please the people whose votes you're trying to get. You're a puppet on a string, Abbott. You are telling us you are a puppet on a string you are controlled by those who are funding your campaign funding your organization funding your theory funding your behavior you have no backbone you have nothing about you you can't even stand up and be bold and say no these are fellow human beings regardless of how you feel about them and remember, Texas once belonged to Mexico, and let's not go down that history lesson. But regardless of how y'all feel about them, we will treat them as human beings. You don't even have the common decency to speak to the mayor of Chicago so that proper coordination can be done, so that provisions can be made. No, you're just bussing them out. Because you can't stand them. So why you eat Mexican food? Oh, y'all love Taco Tuesdays, don't you? Love a tequila. Love a good margarita. But you can't stand the people. I hope y'all not eating burritos and, you know, tequenos or anything. I hope none of y'all are eating that over there. Those who are supporting this. Stick to your bland, colorless, seasonless food.
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the Jehovah's Witnesses are set to resume ministry field work after 30-month hiatus due to the pandemic. So if you get an unexpected knock on your door, it may be a Jehovah's Witness. The Christian denomination announced it would resume door-to-door ministry following it it's nearly three-year pause due to the coronavirus pandemic. It's been a cherished religious practice that the faith sees as a crucial element. On Thursday, members of the denomination across the country went out to share literature and converse about God for the first time since March 2020, according to ABC News. I have a question. Why is it that well i have a couple questions why is there division in christianity we all claim to worship the same god let's go a little deeper why is there division in religion my other question is why is it that worldwide the jehovah's witnesses are not like Can anybody answer those questions? Especially question number three. Why is it that the Jehovah's Witnesses are not liked? And it's not just in the U.S. It's not just in Jamaica. It is a global thing. Why? Look at them show up at your front door. (laughs) Come on, let's let's be honest. Let's be honest. Come on, man. No, Faden, I'm not dinner. being facetious. I really no, want to know. Dinner, or your breakfast and you hear knock, knock upon your door. No, but I don't know, man. I think that's part of it, man. I don't think uh, I can't speak for anybody else. But that might be it. It don't really bother me like that, but I'm just saying that might be a part of it. Anybody have, else? Or you just, anybody else? You're just going to leave me hanging on the ledge. I have anybody never been hanging on the ledge. <laughs> I have I never been to a kingdom hall. Sorry, Madame, Madame, no, ma, Madame, we love you. We love you. We love you. I've Madame, never Madame, been Madame. to a kingdom hall. I've never been, but I know um, they have been invited to other churches, and they will never go. They will never come to an Anglican church. They will never go to a Baptist church. Um, from my understanding. It's that, well, this is one um, thing that has been said. They don't believe that we are real Christians. They're the real Christians. They're the only ones who are going to get into heaven. And for you to get into heaven, you have to join with them. I don't know how true that is. Um. But I know that as a child, they would come to our gate and they leave the Awake magazine, which always, you know, ends up in the trash somehow. But um, is it that they're overbearing? Is that they don't know how to take no for an answer? You walk out the grocery store, they're standing there. You have your groceries in your hand, right? And chances are you have meat things that need to get on ice right away. And and they'll even walk with you to your car and you're like, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. Can you leave me alone, please? I'm just trying to understand what it is about their religion. Now, I go back. (laughs) Um, 
I go back to the other question. Why is there a division within Christianity if we all claim to worship the same God? Is it a different God for the Baptist versus the seven-day versus the Pentecostal versus the um, Anglican versus the Catholic versus the Methodist, and we, the Protestant, and we can go on and on. Are there different gods, or is it not the one God? How can we say we love God and we worship God, but we despise each other? Make That makes sense. I don't get it. I really don't get it. But, yeah, and I'm sure I'm not the only one who thinks about that. Well, <laughs> I was going to say something really bad, but I'm not. Let me, let me call him by his right name. So, Donald Trump may be smiling right now as a U.S. judge pauses review of documents seized from his home. A judge in the United States has temporarily blocked the Justice Department from reviewing materials seized in the search of Donald Trump's Florida home last month, ordering the appointment of a neutral observer to assess their content. In a ruling on Monday, Judge Aileen Cannon granted the former president's request for an impartial special master to vet the documents that were taken in the August 8th search of his Mar-a-Lago estate for material that could be subject to claims of attorney-client and or executive privilege. Executive privilege refers to president's authority to keep secret certain types of internal communications. Cannon, a Trump appointee, also said the Justice Department could not review or use the seized materials for investigative purposes pending completion of the special master's review or further court order. The judge's order is likely to delay the criminal investigation into Trump's possible mishandling of classified documents. Cannon asked the Justice Department and Trump's legal team to submit, to submit rather a list of proposed special master candidates by Friday. Why does he always seem to get his own way? Is it, is, it, is it me or is it me? He always seems to get his own way. I sent the invite, cutie. Hopefully you got it. Uh, let me see. Yeah. I don't understand. Okay. Just a second here, folks. Okay, QT, I did send the invite. I'm not sure if you have to leave and come back because this app acts up sometimes. Um, yeah. Not sure what happened. Uh, Rosolo might be about Fabian. Is it Fabian? Are you there? I'm here. Moments. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm gonna mod you one quick second. See if you're able to bring up um for me please because okay I, yeah because she All does right. have her hand raised out i just tried more okay good morning I have a red bar you have a red bar okay thanks for solo all right if she's not able to come up she may have to leave and come back because i yeah, know the app yeah. has a way of acting up sometimes yeah, yeah. okay yeah 
Okay, QT, if you can, if you hear us, you might want to exit and come back in. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Trump is the elusive one, right? Nobody seems to be able to pin him down. <laughs> he gets his way again, the, but it's a temporary block. Go ahead, Fabian. The, the Teflon Don, nothing sticks to Don. <laughs> That's the real Teflon. Nothing is ever <laughs> Nothing has ever stuck. To, how many decades has he been doing stuff? Missy, when the man when the man come out a couple of years ago before him run and say him could have shot anybody in and them, you know what? In right. the middle of Times Square, and and nothing would happen to him. Who says that? And then and then becomes president. Mm -hmm. Think about that for a minute. Miss mm -hmm. the man. That's the uh, DJ Teflon may have to change his name because <laughs> no, I'm keeping it. You are not the real Teflon DJ. The real Teflon Don is not even Rick Ross. Is Teflon? How you feel about that Teflon? <laughs> no, listen. That's how I got my name. That's how I got my name. <laughs> not even Rick Ross. Teflon Don. Uh-uh. Y'all need to drop that name and leave it. Donald Trump is the ultimate Teflon. Nothing <laughs> sticks to this man. Some, I don't know, man. I don't know. He he's got that. He got it. He got it like that. <laughs> and have, have, and have, have you noticed he's got you see all the people that was um was 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 talking against him when he was in power, like, like even in the black community, everyone was, oh my god, he's racist, and we can't wait, wait to get him out. Have you noticed all this? All the most of these people are now supporting him. They're all saying that, oh, Trump is the better person, and rare, rare, rare. Have you noticed that? Yeah. So like, they all say that they're all going to vote for him. And these are the same people that said that he was racist, and uh, they, they need to get rid of him. But I think, like, because Biden is now, like, the, I don't know, maybe Biden's, like, the worst. <laughs> he's, like, he's, he's a little bit worse than Trump. So, like, people now prefer Trump now. It's just crazy. You know what I think, Teflon? I think the issue is for, for the black community, if you want to ask me. In my opinion, my humble opinion, I think it's um, financially driven, economically driven. I don't think it's that they like him. I think that they're looking for the gain, right? That's my opinion. Go ahead, Fabian. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I I, I think there is a lot to that moment. Um, yes, uh, he has obviously said and done some very, very racist, horrible things. But, uh, you know, he's also... You know he's cut a large check to the HBCUs last uh, in, in, his, in his in his term, and every now and then him cut off a little something something, and people get excited, and then say, well, maybe he's not so much of a racist, and I'm something. So he more than anybody knows how to play that game, and that's why he's been who he's been forever, and uh, him know the power of money. Let's just say that. I'm glad you said that right there, Fabian, because this is a conversation I've had behind closed doors, right? Who you think funds the HBCUs? It's not black people. 
Nope. HBCUs are funded by the white folks. By the wealthy white folks. <laughs> because they want to keep you out their schools. I mean, I'm like, wake up, Black America. Y'all hung up gung-ho, HBCU. That's the only way I got to go. You don't even realize that was created for division and separation and segregation. We don't even realize it. But we go gung-ho for HBCUs. I know I've said it here before. My husband's son, um, sorry, nephew, plays um, college basketball. When you go to the college basketball games, who you think is sitting there on the on the sidelines? These old white rich folks. They're the ones that are funding these basketball programs in universities. And I keep saying this, until black folks can get up and put their money where their mouth is, they need to stop. Facts. Cut it out. You gung-ho oh you know what don't don't even let me get started don't let me even get started hbcu fully funded by white america and y'all don't even realize it so i'm glad you raised that point yeah trump shells out a check to the hbcus <laughs> and, and then i'm have uh steve harvey and a bunch of them meeting him and the photo up you know in his first couple months of his presidency and just make us turn us in a clown we're mm -hmm. clown like we did a big i wait for the check right so just photo up for everybody everybody i show up easy <laughs> steve harvey ray lewis the nfl football player everybody come and catch it all of them are lined up even jim brown can barely walk can barely walk with him cane can you imagine <sighs> in the pool? Yep, let me say this too, Fabian. Here's where I don't mind being hated, but it is the damn truth that I'm going to speak from my observation. We cannot stand the white man, but who we have to work for. So why take their money? We cannot stand a bone in them, <laughs> but we take their money. Why? And here's the part. Okay, you get into the NFL, you get into the N the NBA, you get into the um MLB. You get the check on what you do. Most 90% of the players who get into these sports, you know what they do with the money? Fund lavish lifestyles instead of saying, you know something, let us use that money so that we can set our communities up so that we can break away from the dependency no, 90% of those who get a check, what you call it? What do you call those checks when they draft you? What do you call them? Well, they have the different checks. They have the, the, rookie, uh, the rookie deal that you come in with, and then if you're good enough, you get the Supermax um, deal. But uh, to your point, most of these uh, athletes are broke after four years. Broke. Brock, 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 Brock. You know, but you know what, moments, I think this speaks to a need for financial literacy in our schools. Forget about the athletes, them.
But this is something that should be taught, even in starting in middle school, how to put on a little something on the side, how to start a bank account with your child or your nephew or your granddaughter or whatever. This is, to me, is more important than some of these subjects that, that we take and we never use in our lives. Am I right? Facts. Jesus. Facts. Don't get me started here this morning. <laughs> yeah. I see QT has joined us, so whenever you're ready, moments. <laughs> All right. I know she says she's at work listening. Yeah. But let me tell you something. We need to stop for a second and think. We really need to think. We do a lot of complaining as a community, but we don't take much action. We are a community of complainers. But we take little action. You know the action that we take pride in? Fighting against each other. That's the action we take pride in. Tearing each other down. And complaining. And complaining. That's what we do best. And we sit and we complain. And while we're complaining, they're busy doing what they're doing. Making us even more dependent on them. We are given opportunities and we don't use those opportunities to the best advantage of the community. Because you know what? We all complain together. We all complain together, right? And the minute one of us gets a break, we're gone left, run gone left the group. Who? Me and them? No, sir. Mm -mm. We forget. Them stick together uh, for whatever reason. It appears better than we do. They play the long game better than we do. They learn to, they don't need to be on the same page with everything to do business together. And that's something for whatever reason. As I said, it seems we have a problem with. And I, I you know, my question to you a moment is how, what do you attribute this kind of lack of, of trust is what it seems to be at least some of it. What do you attribute that to in our communities? I have asked the same question. Where is it stemming from? Where is it stemming from? Why is it that we find it hard to trust each other, to lift each other up, to build each other up? Why is it so hard? What is the cause? What's the root cause of that? And it's not just... Oh, no, go ahead. Someone open their mic. Go right ahead. Please go right ahead. But yet we trust other people more. Mm -hmm. So how that work? Mm -hmm. do, you, um, do you think it's got anything to do with slavery, like with what our great grandfathers and our ancestors went through? Maybe it's that past trauma. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's why we've got trust issues. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. That's a good. That's a good point to highlight, Teflon. But at what point? Do we say, you know something, we're going to change the trajectory. We're going to change the mindset. We're going to change the thinking. We're going to do things differently. No longer are we going to allow ourselves to be bound mentally by what happened in the past. At what point? At what point do we do that? At what point do we stop living in the past and move forward not that you're going to forget the past you can't do that because without a history you don't know your future but we i think we spend so much time holding on to the past that we can't even move forward we are not physically enslaved 
but we're mentally enslaved. What, how, how can we get rid of that? How do we break those chains? Can we really start? We, we claim to love ourselves. We claim to believe in ourselves, but we don't. Our actions speak otherwise. Our actions speak otherwise. Cutie, you can't be dropping all those great gems in the chat and not talking. She's so at, at some work, point, baby. you have to make that decision about work and, and coming in here. I know it's a tough good call. Morning. Just, just good, morning, good, morning, good morning. Good morning, Good morning. To be honest with you, to answer your question, I strongly believe that it's that Willie, Willie Lynn syndrome. And it's, it's into our DNA in our genetics. How do we change that? That was your question. Yes. It starts at home. So now that you have your children, from day one, start children teaching your children about that black on black love. No division, no separation. So therefore, find somebody that's going to stay with you or stay with your person and keep your children bounded together. Then get their cousins involved and their aunts and uncles involved and everybody in that circle. And then you move on to like the children that they associate with at school. Self-knowledge is important. I was lucky enough as a young girl um, growing up here in Canada, my mother took the extra steps by putting my brother and I in, I'm not gonna say black history, courses or lessons but we used to go to the negro community center on saturdays to learn about ourselves who we are why my hair looks like this why does my body look like this why am i who i am my mother and my father always called me baby princess so i went to school and told the little children to call me baby princess because i was a princess and they had to address me as such and of course all the little indian kids and the chinese kids i mean i live in the most diverse country in the world i went to school with all kinds of people when they asked me about myself i was armed at eight years old i was armed with the knowledge of explaining to them who i am and why i look like this till the kids wanted to look like me it starts at home. And that's my answer. I don't know if anybody mm -hmm. else wants to jump on that, but um, you and I are already tainted. But the new generation coming up, we can set that narrative. We can change that. So when they go to school and the teacher is telling them nonsense, like the teacher was telling me, I would tap on my desk and say, I don't think it went like that. Right. I literally got thrown out of my history class <laughs> because my history teacher was teaching the other students nonsense about me. And I raised my hand and I schooled him and got thrown out of class. Then my mom came to school and I was told I could not re-enter that class without apology to the teacher. My mother said, are you mad? <laughs> like right. that didn't happen. It never happened. And I returned to class. Yeah, You get like, it begins at home. It's not too late. It's never too late. Everybody has little people in their lives. Jump on it. Facts. Start schooling them. Start re-educating your children. Facts. Black on black love. I don't know. Facts. I don't know about that, man. So, so Cutie, your parents called you. Can you say those those words again, please? What your parents called you? Baby princess. Okay. <laughs> that that brings me to what are we calling our children? What have what have we heard? our children and, and believe me it's all our children it's not just our children all children are our children so 
what have what are we calling our children what have we heard other parents call their children do we say anything do we look the other way do we act like we didn't hear that and and my biggest thing and i don't want to sound like this old guy shooing people off my lawn but i'll never say the n-word my sons don't say it and uh, you know to to say oh boy and i really matter and and it's in this kind of context and all i'm so yo words matter what we call our children matter mm-hmm. i don't know if any parents want to talk on this but I, that is something that i think that maybe we don't really pay attention to or we need to be more involved in this well again i well think said, well said bro remember well, people I find, i find that people of color um have their children fairly early so you're not even armed with the knowledge yet when you're having children it's just children having children and then we're instead of like our children looking up to us for knowledge we're growing with our children do you understand what i'm saying mm-hmm. i think first we should maybe wait and stop having children at like 16 17 18 19 20 21 22 23 i don't think anybody has any business giving birth before 25 what do you know What are you going to teach this kid? Is this kid going to look at you when it's 18 and 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 respect you? I think anybody here that has children that had children young that were growing up with their children, you know by the time they're 18, the attitude by the time they're 25, you can't talk to me. What do you mean? Me a big man. Me a big man. I never spoke to my mom like that and I've never heard my mom talk to her mom like that. But it's happening. Your kid looks at you and the kid can't even tell the difference. You look like brothers and sisters. That's my take. Thank you, Duty. There's a lot of work that welcome. there's a lot of work that needs to be done. And you're absolutely right. It starts at home. Now, I, I'm going to say this. You know, when you think back in the older days, our grandparents, great-grandparents, Many of them had children at a young age. But there was a difference. There was sense of community. When you talk about it takes a village, it literally took a village. It took a village. Definitely. And knowledge people always wanted to know more. People wanted more for their children and their grandchildren, wanting more, wanted the advancement. So the mindset was different. Today, 2022, I think having children is like buying a handbag. Oh, it's the latest in fashion thing. That's what you're seeing on social media because everybody is more concerned about twinning and being their child's best friend first before being a parent first. So it's all messed up. They forgot how to parent. I've seen them on TikTok. I've seen it on Instagram. The 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 children cursing at the parents and the parents thinking it's funny and people laughing it up in the comments. You see it. Zero I don't I don't know. Probably I don't know. I don't know. Hey, um you know what I what I realized since I moved to Toronto because You know, Canada is one of the most diverse country in the world. I think number one, number two, or number two. Number one only. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
And what I've realized, the difference between, say, for example, Toronto and New York, like New York is more like of a, a melting pot. And, you know, Canada, um, Toronto is more diverse. But in the diversity of, of Toronto, there is a bit of segregation. And I know most time people hear the word segregation. It, it, it has a bad connotation to it, but it's not necessarily all bad. You know, you have like little Italy, you have little Jamaica, you have Chinatown, you, you have the Jewish community, you have um, a, a huge Filipino community. And, you know, what I've realized, there, there, there's a huge advantage to that because living in, in, a, in a world or in, in, in countries that are controlled by like white supremacy or whatever, um, their culture is going to be pushed to the forefront the beauty of segregation, because I've been in a lot of these communities. I've been in the Filipino community. I've been in the Jewish community. And the culture is pushed in those communities. Like a, a Filipino um, Canadian is going to know about the Philippines. They're going to know about Manila. They're going to know about different parts of the Philippines. And that's because of the, 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 the segregation, the, 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 the community that's built around that community itself and the cultural hub in those communities. And, you know, even I was telling, sharing the other day, the, the, the African um, school program that my kids are in, and it, you know, the, the, the culture, the, the African history, the, the, the culture, everything black that, you know, my kids are learning at this early age, they're never going to learn that in, 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 in the, the, the Toronto school system. So I believe that there's a place for it. And I believe that America, one of the biggest, and, and that's why the Black Wall Street was destroyed. It wasn't burned down because of whatever. They saw the progress that was happening and they saw the, the, the education and everything that was, the knowledge that was being departed on, on, on to like African-Americans. And they, they were threatened by that. That's why it was burned down. And that's why all of those thriving black communities in America, all those banks were, were, were you know, burned down and, and, and be funded or, or, or whatever. So I believe that, you know, going forward in, in, in this time when, you know, we have like, you know, the, the um, LGBT rights mm -hmm. movements, we have like women rights, we have all these movements going. I think it's a perfect time for us, not just black people, because I know sometimes the world seems black and white, but we have to remember that there are, there are other people that are considered minority. They are the Filipinos. They are, they, are, they, are, they are the Mexicans. Like, for us to to kind of embrace the segregation of these people, like coming together, um, um, teaching their, their, their kids that were born in, in North America, the culture of the Philippines, the culture of Mexico, like departing knowledge and stuff to them. And we can still do that and be like respectful and still go and enjoy because like for me, like I love traveling, I love the world. I love learning about like in the summer I go to everything. I go to the, the like Tesa Manila um um street festival, I go to Tesa Italy, I go to the Greek festival, I go to all because all of these cultures are wonderful and beautiful in their own way. And I think that once we have love in our hearts for, for human beings, we can be in our own areas 
teaching our kids or their their history and their culture, and then when there's time to come together as you know a diverse community, we still can come together. Like when we we had the the Little Jamaica Festival the other day, and there are more white people there than than black people. So you know there's a place and there's a time for it, and I think you know we need to stop looking at you know segregation as necessarily a, a bad thing, but there are advantages in it too. The passing on of one's culture to the generations coming behind it. That's a very valid point, James. And while we um, are passing our culture on, we're also needing to teach the youth about embracing others, accepting the differences in others. That's important, right? And with that, you can have an appreciation of other people and their cultures and res- and learn to respect the differences because we all don't have to be the same right so moments this this has many layers to me and i'll tell you why mm-hmm. i agree with everything james said however a long time white people are dancing music i eat with food <laughs> and uh generally have bonded with us, you know, bonded with the culture, want to be a part of the culture, but I wanted to date our woman, not necessarily marry all the time, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. That no means uh, them love way, okay? And all I'm trying to say is the bottom line for me is wanting to partake in our culture and assimilate to and and want to do the things that we do and enjoy it that's okay but i think the line that needs to be drawn is who will protect you in life is everything just the car you come down in the hood or the neighborhood whatever you want to call it and 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 go go dance and party and all them kind of something that's one thing but when push comes to shove, who in that group of people that you hang with going to protect you? To me, that is a question we need to ask. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much, everyone. Going to take another quick break. And when we get back, it is business and tech news. All right. So here's a little more music. <laughs> Best. You can be the King Kong banging on your chest. You can beat the world. You can beat the war. You can talk the guy go banging on his door. You can throw your hands up. You can beat the clock. You can move a mountain. You can break rocks. You can be a master. Don't wait for luck. Dedicate yourself and you can find yourself. Standing in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And the world's You can run the mile, you can walk straight through hell with a smile. You could be the hero, you could get the gold, breaking all 
all the records they thought never could be broke. Yeah, do it for your people, do it for your pride. You ain't never gonna know if you never even try. Do it for your country, do it for your name. Cause there gonna be a day when you're Thank you to all the listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I'm Moments With Me. You're listening to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Coming up, we have business and tech news. Turned up Tuesday on Coffee and Toe. We're playing yesterday's favorites, today's hits, or if you want to say yesterday's hits and today's favorites, whichever you prefer. So, our next story courtesy of Bala Alert, and this is Bala Indeed. Bensley Residences, Miami, set to open in 2026. Units selling for $4.2 million and include a car elevator that takes you directly to your home. Um, let me just let you all know, they're not the first to do it. There is another residence already in Miami that you just drive your car into the elevator and it takes you right up to your home. So, Bentley, you're not the first, but welcome to Miami. So, if you have $4.2 million to shell out, you can own... A 6,000 square foot home located in Sunny Isles Beach, Miami. The residences will not open their doors until 2026. And I would say, folks, now is the time to buy because by 2026, the price is going to double. Just my little recommendation. So um, if it's within your price range and you want that unique experience, 
you may want to begin reserving yours today as the world's richest are likely to flock to the Florida getaway once the massive building is completed. Altada, I hope you'll be selling a few of those. I really hope. <laughs> Do you know where they're going to put that building? Sunny Isles. We know where in we, Sunny Isles? No, we don't, but we have an idea. Okay, it's right <laughs> right. Porsche building. That's where they have the, um, you could drive your car and they take it yeah. to your thing. Mm-hmm. I guarantee it's going to be with a building collapse. That's why yeah. I said we have an idea. Because oh. that settlement went too quickly, Marlon. They settled. And for those who are wondering what we're talking about, so remember, was it last year that the, the condo um, collapsed? Was it, am I right, Fabian? Last year? It was last year, yeah. Yep, last year the, we had the collapse. Yep. And it was the largest lawsuit settled in the fastest time. Over a billion dollars. Yep. Almost out planned, right? <laughs> Almost. Um, I'm gonna be brave and say it was planned. I'm sorry. It, 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 look at look at the timeline. You know what this is like, Otoro? When somebody run into money and then just start live lavish right away, they don't make it sit down fair two, three, four, five years before they take the time and ease it out. No. They're letting... Yeah. Very suspicious. Well, I watched the, the events and, you know, my radar went off when I saw certain eyewitnesses and certain accounts of the events. Like, one particular one was what is a couple actually doing on vacation and they're videotaping a building? Hmm. Like you're on vacation from God knows where, but you're you stop and you're taking pictures of a building to say you're on vacation. That that made absolutely no sense to me. Hmm. <laughs> and that's just one of the accounts. Oh, Marlon. Yeah, listen, you never see smoke without fire. You never see smoke without fire. Thank you for reminding me, Marlon. It's the Porsche building that we have here in Miami already. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen anything like this before. It was a quick settlement. Yep. So now, should we expect to see other buildings collapsing soon? And then settlements happening soon after and then residences going up luxury residences when people in America can not pay rent hmm. what is moment, you know what go, ahead. Sorry, go ahead go, no 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 you um, go ahead you know what this kind of reminds me of way back in the days when people um rich people were trying to get into areas and they couldn't get into the areas because buildings and properties were sold out. <laughs> and all of a sudden, acts of God would come out of nowhere and voila, they're able to purchase the properties or purchase whatever they needed to. <laughs> but I'll tell them. Or they burnt down buildings. Uh -huh. <laughs> acts of God. <laughs> yeah. 
Ota Ota, that's just Ota Ota if you had to think of some. <laughs> Come on, man. Some conspiracy theory like that. Or how about this one? How about this one, Ota Ota? How about this? All of a sudden, these are drug-riddled neighborhoods, crime-riddled neighborhoods. You devalue them to nothing, and then you go in and save the neighborhood. <laughs> The savior is always nearby, isn't he? Always. I wish I had that kind of savior money. And here's why I'm saying that. It would not be because I want to increase my portfolio beyond measure. But I would think it would be best. Well, okay, let's say for investment purposes, you're going to split the, the neighborhood in half. Half of it you're gonna re what do you, what do you call it regentrify? <laughs> but the other half we're gonna fix it up for them so that they can stay there in their communities. They don't have to leave. Or why not just fix up the whole community so nobody has to leave? Allowing people to feel some kind of pride in their communities. Drive out the drugs, drive out the crime. But allow the people to stay in their communities. Why, why you have to move them out and then you're able to go in and fix up the community and the neighborhood? How are you going to drive out something you drove in? <laughs> and I like the, it's like the pandemic, Javet. You create the virus and then you create the vaccine. Dre, what is Sistrunk looking like? I, I went to Sistrunk once and vowed I'd never put my foot back down there again. What is it looking like now? Looking good. Okay. Looking right. good. Actually, they fix it up real nice. Mm. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, Char, do me a favor before I forget. Can you send me those two links in the back channel? Please, pretty please. I will do. Will do. <laughs> okay, thanks. So, some moments that they don't have the 2022 model of gentrification in, in the US yet. <laughs> oh, yeah, they. Huh? What does your model look like, James? <laughs> no, because, no, because, um, because in, in, um, in Ontario, mm -hmm. they adopt this new model of gentrification that they, they got from, I think, I think Switzerland. Um, and some of those countries were like some of the first countries to do it. Mm -hmm. So, which is, it, it's actually not bad. Like, there are a lot of communities that are low income and drug infested. Mm -hmm. So what they do now, these communities have become more valuable now. The, 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 the more with the increase of the population and the proximity to like um, the, the, the downtown or the airport, um, these locations have become more you know, the government want, want these locations because they are more expensive now because the, the city is growing and everything. So what they do now, they adopt this new model where they'll go in and they'll develop the community and they'll change the, they'll change the, the whole class. It's now like a middle-class community. So, for example, like a, a house that would be valid in that community, like, say, an average, like, $600,000 is now, like, one point two. Um, what they do now, they give people the option, people want to stay. Like, they have a model. I know a few people that, that are part of it. The government 
pays for half of your 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 house. Mm-hmm. It's like a loan. So the government, if you can't afford, if you can only afford the six hundred thousand, mm-hmm. and it's one point two now, the government put six hundred thousand. So now you're in a, a upper class community now that your house is now valid one point two, but the government covers six hundred thousand of the one point two. That community now continues to grow. <laughs> the, the the community continues to, to grow, and and then that house itself could be like two million dollars. Scam at them. And and then when you now said that okay, I want to check out, cash out my two million dollars, you sell the house, you keep one point four, and the government keeps six hundred. <laughs> Didn't I just say scammer? No, but it, it works though. Like I think it's better than pushing out than pushing out the, the, the old type like what happened to New York, what Donald Trump did to New York and, and stuff like that. That old type of stuff. But James, like, James, kill I ag- people and push them out. James, hold on a second. While I agree with you at the same time, me did live there already. So why now you're going to charge me if you continue to live there? That's the problem. No, it's, no, it's not charging though. Yes, but you are. It's not because a lot of people no. Well, you have to understand, a lot of people live in these communities, love these communities, and even though they live there and they, they love the community, they, they have a problem with um, the drug and, and the crime and stuff like that. You know, I wish, well, I, I know the government could fix the crime and fix the drug without whatever, but for whatever reason, they don't do it. And whenever they're ready to gentrify the, the era, that's when they, they, they take care of everything. Okay, listen to what I'm saying now, though, James. Here's my angle on it, right? I don't have a problem with them wanting to get the drugs and the crime out. As a matter of fact, we need drugs and crimes out of all the communities, right? My thing is, why you have to turn around and lend me six? Why lend me six hundred thousand? Why couldn't that six hundred thousand be forgotten about? Why? Why? Me the dead at first. I was living in my little piece of land first. I was living there. Wanna come in and say, no one fix up the place. And on a sell me a deal and make it look pretty and then turn around and charge me for the very place so me that I live pan already. That's the part that don't make sense to me. Am I the only one missing it or am I misunderstanding it? Either way, I'm I not see giving you. Go Sorry, ahead. go ahead, Javet. They're not giving you a deal because the people that they're claiming they're helping can't even afford the six hundred. Thank you. The half that you're giving them. Thank you. Sorry, Jerry. Sorry, Jerry. Yeah, I yeah, I, I agree. Either way is pushing you out. You're talking about people who don't have any money. So once they say a million dollars, they're gonna sell. The the, the 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 point is to get them to sell, to get them out of the neighborhood. So they're gonna take that money and go elsewhere. And uh, they can't even buy back in the neighborhood because it, it, it's above the value. It, you, you know, they can't afford it. But you're dwindling a million dollar in front of somebody's face, they're going to cash out. They're going to cash out and leave. So they're trying to push you out either way. And chances are, when they push you out, it's going to be hard for you to afford something in another decent neighborhood. They know what they're doing. They're selling it in a way to make you think it's the, you know, something is the best. And you know something for some, it may be. But for those of us who can read between the lines, you see the bigger picture. Good morning. Good morning, Phyllis. Let me tell you, you always popping up with these beautiful PTRs. Good morning, Miss Phyllis. Good morning, because we have some beautiful black women. In the world. Um, 
Yes, yes, yes. So I wanted to jump in on this a little yes. bit, right? Because I experienced um, in my little city of Hartford, um, I was able to, you know, go to city hall meetings. And I have a little bit of a different perspective, right? So, okay. Um, we're, we're, as a community, we're up in arms saying we want this area, blighted area, cleaned up, changed. It, you know, we want to see improvements in what we call North Hartford, right? So the mayor and city council, our elected local officials, they, they, they're, 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 they're hearing us, right? Mm -hmm. So they get a developer to come in. No, most of the time, it's not the city themselves that are, is doing the work of re, re, um, redeveloping or renovating. They get developers to buy in, right? So the developers come, and based on whatever negotiation, they'll buy in, they put up their money, they start building these new developments, right? Mm -hmm. And so now the developer is on the onus of the developers to get back money. I think I'm in the wrong spot part. <laughs> that's sorry. That's They're sorry. blowing me. Um, one minute. I'm sorry. That's all it's, right. up, it's up to... It's up to the developers now to kind of negotiate how they're going to get their money back and all that good stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And they set the prices for, um, they set the prices for the, uh, uh, for the rental. You're welcome. Yes. So Montague. This is for the rental, not for the small. It's for, it's both of them there. Oh, them. Yeah. You're great. Thank you. Take care. I'm sorry. So. They set the prices, they set the conditions, and the, now the city did not have to spend any of their budget, and they're getting the job done. So my thing is, that's the long and short of it, right? My thing is, if we, as black people who, we have quite a few people who are entrepreneurs who are developers who are designers all of that if we could pull our money right and and bid on that project we can keep our areas a lot of time it's really like either a blighted area or you know rundown area and people are shouting we need we need we need work here and if we as developers or people investors right pull their money we ourselves can buy it but that's not what we're doing so when the jews come in and you know so forth in our areas mostly jews who buy up these uh, blighted abandoned areas um and fix them up they're there it's a it's an investment they're they're their only objective is to is to um you know turn a profit Hmm. All right. So that's a little bit of different perspective 
about how things are getting gentrified because now I'm an investor. My only interest is to maximize profit. And I'm building something that is going to um, bring in 12, well, it's Hartford, so 12 to 15 to $1,600 a month for an apartment. And that's well over uh, the average um, affordable housing costs. But that will, you know, clear my expenses and then bring profit in the future. All right. Thank you for that perspective, Ms. Phyllis. So I have a comment from the chat. Um, so Javette says here, but it does start with the city because they come up with the plans to dress up an area and sell the idea to the developers. Facts. Now, I understand the, the, the perspective of the developer. Of course, you want to return on your investment. And that is where I believe the government should step in and be the ones to give them the return on the investment, not hold the residents, quote unquote, hostage for the want of a better term, if I'm making sense, right? So make it a win-win for all parties involved. Is that is that yeah, possible? Yeah. Mo, 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 hold on one second, James. I, I was a, let me just ask Miss Phyllis. Is that possible, Miss Phyllis? That there could be a win-win for everyone involved. Um, yeah, the investor gets settled. Their their end of the deal gets settled by the government, and people don't have to worry about the rising cost of housing. Would that be oh, fair? It, it it means my taxpayer money, right? Mm -hmm. So I have to weigh now. How is my education, quality of life, things that are priority for me, for my taxes, right? Mm -hmm. In into going into this development, you know. I mean, it's. <sighs> I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. <laughs> I see. I do see what you're saying from the taxpayer perspective. Okay. Yeah. So, but my real, real, the real message that I was trying to point out is that we blacks as blacks, you know, if if we can't do it as individuals, we need to learn in in many different aspects of our situation to pull our money, make it a joint venture and take over our areas ourselves and i think i think we're going to kind of in some cases fall down that same slippy slope that once we invest <laughs> we're we're we also want to see a return on our investment but at least we have a better understanding, we know the culture, and we'll um, move forward accordingly based right. on we know who our people are and we, we, we understand the, the, the plight. So even if we invested, you know, millions of dollars and want to see that development, um, you know, stay nice for a long period of time i think we'll have even a better understanding that we do have people as black people 
that we understand and trust. So when a developer who don't know our culture, who we are, and is going by stereotypes, they're going to make sure that we're not there because they think negative of us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Ms. Dulles. Great point. And I, I will say this. It falls back on us, as you mentioned, pooling our resources together and stop fighting against each other. Back to the comments in the chat again. Um, if we constantly bring up taxes and education, where will the poor people live? Which leads me to this question. When regentrification happens in communities, for example, what you mentioned in Canada and Andre um, in, in, in um, Sistrunk, when people are pushed out, where are these people going? Where are they relocated by the city? Are provisions made for them or are they left to figure it out on their own. What happens in, what really happens in regentrification? Oh, here's another thing. I'm sorry to take over, but I, I got, before I run it, I also found out that the red, what red line means and why is necessary. Mm -hmm. So you, all right, so you, the, the, the city works with developers, fix up this blighted area, they have to have a red line, almost like you have to have crime, right? Um, you have to have poor people in a capitalistic society. I mean, you have to have a red line. So they're going to create a red line. You know why? The, the red line brings funding to the state and the city. If everything was perfect, the federal government wouldn't send no money. If all the streets didn't tear up, then they'll, you see people, you see they fix the same streets over and over again. You say, nothing is wrong with the street. Well, then they'll go over there so, where the real potholders. They just fix any street because they got to spend the money to continue receiving the money. And that's what red line is. So where those people go, they go to the next created red line. <laughs> You know what it sounds like to me, Miss Phyllis? We create the problem and pretend to fix the problem. That's what it sounds like. You know what? Ah, I, go ahead, Javette. I can tell you what happened to those people from living in New York. I don't know if people know Brooklyn, where they have the museum, the Botanical Garden, Prospect Park, and the library. Okay? When I was younger, those areas were mostly white and Jewish. And then as more black people came into the community, the white people moved out to the outer Jersey and Long Island and those type of areas. Now, Brooklyn has taken a turn where, let's say New York City in a whole, Brooklyn, Manhattan, Harlem, all of that. Everyone is now tired of living in the outer suburbs and now they want to come back in the city because it's closer to work. So my mother, we lived in an apartment directly facing the, the Brooklyn Botanical Garden. That's prime real estate, okay? Because you have all the happening things right there, right? So in my mother's building, it was a low-income building they decided that they got a board together and they turned part of the building co-op. But because it was low income, right, they couldn't change the entire building to co-op. 
So whoever lived in there and was able to afford the change, they bought into the building. But for like myself and other people, we stayed in a low income housing. So what they did, they started offering us money to get out of the apartment so they can turn the entire building into a co-op. So in the initial stage, they were offering people And those people that I grew up with in that building took that money and went and bought houses in Jersey. Mm, Okay, because at the time, Jersey, Jersey was still kind of a place where you can afford to purchase a house. Now, because the area wasn't totally redistributed yet, they couldn't force anyone out of their apartments. And in New York, you can be grandfathered. Like if my mother passed away, I can stay in the apartment because I am her child. So then you had a lot of that going on. So now they started upping the ante with the money because now that whole area with the museum and everything is coming back. People are coming back to the city, coming back to the city. Okay, so my mother was one of the last people to move out of there, and I told her not to move. They gave my mother 200 and something thousand dollars to move out of her apartment. That's it. And this is years later. But remember, they only started at like five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars. So now I went back and I checked. And we had a front apartment, so now you're facing Eastern Parkway. And Eastern Parkway is where you have the Labor Day Parade and the Brooklyn Parade, and you have museum events and botanical garden events. So now they took my mother's apartment, connected it with this little studio apartment. That apartment now, or that, they're not selling it as apartments. You're actually buying it. So it's like a full co-op building now condo building it's at two point something million dollars right now that's what regentrification does (laughs) and you go up in harlem they don't even want to call harlem harlem anymore i think it's called uptown or something now okay and i know families that had brownstones around the brooklyn area before they did the um arena the new arena they forced some of them out. Um, I can't remember the term right now. I'm sorry, I, the term is not coming to me. That's all right. Um, they forced them out saying that, oh my God, it's something with a G. I can't remember. But they did that to the entire area. That's what happens with people. And no, they didn't place you in a different area to see, to help you move somewhere else. That didn't happen. But here in Houston, that's what they're doing now. They're taking people out of a specific area, claiming that they need to make new highways, and they're helping them move into other areas. Ah, <laughs> oh, boy. But you know something? It's not just happening in, in, in the U.S. Something like this is happening in Jamaica, too. And we'll talk more about that later on. But um, I think someone opened their mic. going to take one more comment, and then we're going to keep it moving. We were talking about Eastern Parkway yesterday. They have so much clout now there, the Jews, that they even have talk about the, um, have a say on how the carnival parade um, exists now. They shortened the parade route, 
And when they go across the Jewish areas, they t- they have to turn off the sound. Wow. And when they pass that area, then they can turn it back on. They And then they shorten the time, too. I think it ends at five now. So. And back in the day, they used to jump and party with us. Uh, okay. See wow. how things change? <sighs> things and times certainly are changing. Huh? interesting how regentrification really works and what it means and i think um all it means is i'm repositioning you i'm taking you from an, i'm driving you out for you to go find somewhere else to cluster up long and short right we we come under the pretense that we are lifting up the community for you when the truth is we are taking it from you to give it to somebody else who can afford it which then exactly right which then speaks to income opportunity let's talk about you know what that's a whole other conversation i've got to keep it moving let's talk about minimum wage realistic minimum wages that will afford people you know to live uh, uh, let's not let, let's keep it moving so our next story Disney's creating membership programs similar to Amazon Prime Disney is taking a page out of Amazon's handbook and is creating Disney Prime the company revealed that they are in the process of trying to create a membership program similar to Amazon Prime the program will include exclusive perks discounts and other Disney products and services for subscribers a major U.S. airline's updated customer service to offer meals, hotels, when flights are canceled. Several major U.S. airlines have updated their customer service agreements due to pressure from the Biden administration to step up consumer rights following a summer plagued by flight cancellations and delays. Among the airlines as Delta, American, United, JetBlue, and Southwest all of which have updated their customer service policies this week in a story reported by CNN. So there you go, folks. Now when flights are canceled, they will be offering you meals and hotels. That's Delta, American, United, JetBlue, and Southwest. And our next story, Bed Bath & Beyond CFO who plunged to his death was named in a lawsuit for inside trading and fraud. There you go, Marlon. Here comes the real news, right? Because up until yesterday, we didn't have much information about it. We only heard he jumped off a building. Well, here's a little more. So Gustavo Arnal, the Bed Bath & Beyond Chief Financial Officer found dead on Friday, was recently named in a lawsuit accusing him of fraud. Arnal fell from the 18th floor of an apartment building less than two weeks after the 52-year-old executive was named in a federal class action lawsuit on allegations of federal securities fraud insider trading and breach of fiduciary duty before his death bed bath and beyond announced closing 150 stores we spoke about that last week and cutting 20 percent of its corporate staff according to business insider arnell is referenced in the suit under this arrangement defendants would profit handsomely from the rise in price and could and could coordinate their selling of shares to optimize their returns, court documents state. He allegedly worked with J.P. Morgan, listed as a defendant in the lawsuit 
on allegations it aided and abetted the plan by enabling Cohen to use JP JP Morgan Chase's accounts to effectuate such transactions and otherwise launder the proceeds of their criminal conduct never see smoke without fire you wouldn't just jump off the building had to be something yeah well cvs to buy home health care providers signify for eight billion dollars this story out of dallas courtesy of the associated press drugstore operator cvs health corp said on monday that it will buy home health provider signify health my first time hearing about them for eight billion dollars cvs said signify has more than ten thousand employees including physicians and nurses a presence in every state and offers technology platforms the acquisition would continue cvs's effort to grow from its pharmacy chain roots to other sectors of the health industry in 2018 the Socket rhode island company purchased health insurer aetna for 69 billion dollars in our final story in business and tech news 10 clothing brands you had no clue were black owned high planned hyp L-A-N-D, Sweet Life Los Angeles is Jordan Bentley is the creator behind the anime-themed streetwear brand. Founded in 2010, the then 13-year-old and his mother, Stephanie Carter, envisioned a company that lets everyone express their inner child. Check out their cool graphics, loungewear, and streetwear. So that's H-Y-P, L-A-N-D, foster your children's dreams, folks. The next one. Um... Manier Devois, owned by former UK professional football Reese Wabara, the unique and timeless designs are created in-house, made to last and made to fit per their website. The brand offers designs for men and women. And this is spelled, let me spell it because I'm not sure I'm pronouncing it correctly, M-A-N-I-E-R-E-D-E-V-O-I-R. All right, so that's one. Another one is the Sorella Boutique, founded by Instagram baddie Heather Sanders. The fashion boutique specializes in clothing and accessories for men and women. Sanders was just 20 years old with an inventory of 10 products when she first got started. You can visit her physical store location in Los Angeles, and you can check out the site Sorella Boutique, S-O-R-E-L-L-A. All right, next up, Matt Collection. So Justina McKee is the founder of the swimwear brand. The extremely affordable swimsuits retail as low as $10. Per the website, the company was founded by women for women, making every woman feel and look their best. So that's Matt Collection, M-A-T-T-E. Check them out as well. Fair of God is another one. Jerry Lorenzo is the founder of luxury streetwear brand Fair of God. With essentials for men and women, the brand supports high craftsmanship and timeless wearable garments. So it looks like a young fellow on that one to check it out. Another one that is black owned, One DNA. On uh, Instagram, their name is OneDNA.Earth. Described as gender inclusive goods, 
One DNA is owned by Travis Weaver. The women's wear and men's wear brand is black owned and queer owned. Also, who doesn't love a charitable brand? One of DNA donates 10% of profits to Women Are Powerful Collection and National Women's Law Center. All right. Hanifa, H-A-N-I-F-A, founded by fashion designer Hanifa, can't pronounce her last name. Hanifa is a luxury brand per the website. The mission is to empower women-owned organizations. Also, some of your favorite celebs love this brand. All right, so check that one out. H-A-N-I-F-A. Um, Flemons, I hope I pronounced this correct. P-H-L-E-M-U-N-S. Bridging the gap between elevated fashion and everyday communities this brand was well i guess it's flemons because his last name is f-l-e-m-o-n-s was founded by james flemons in 2013 the brand is unisex and it offers true international designs all right daily paper is another one and i'm going to be honest i never heard about any of these brands all right so i'm glad to learn about them daily paper Founded by three friends, Hussein Jefferson and Abder, Abderrahman, they turned their growing brand into a household name. The brand offers luxurious, comfortable clothes and accessories for women and men. And here's the last one. Public School NYC. Yep, that is the name of the brand. The duo that founded Public School NYC Dio or Dale Chow and Maxwell Osborne, the Amsterdam-based fashion and lifestyle brand was established in 2012. All right, so check out the link and um, check them out. You know, we talk about building up our communities and building up our own. Here is our opportunity. And we need to move away from waiting for a celebrity to don the clothing or the accessories before we support that's one ideology i could never wrap my head around nobody in the community wants to support you until it's being worn by an athlete or a musician or an actress or somebody of you know influence why do we do that to each other we need to stop we need to stop and stop telling each other oh your things are too expensive but you'll run to gucci Oh, you know what I learned over the weekend? Hmm. I think I saved it. I'm going to have to go dumpster diving. I'll probably play it tomorrow. But Hermes, you know Hermes, that brand that the handbags are like, what, 14,000, 15,000? <sighs> Hermes does not want black people wearing their things. And that's part of the reason why they price their Shocking. things like that way. And then on the heels of that came the revelation. So too, well, we knew about Gucci. But what did Gucci do? They turned around and courted the black community again when they realized that their sales were plummeting. And we, the also oh quick to forget, went right back into their stores. <laughs> it means they were easily bought. Sorry. But, um, yeah. Louis Vuitton said the same thing. Prada said the same thing. A lot of who, you know, 
we're wanting to wear because it makes us feel accepted that we have arrived. They really don't want us in their clothing. Yeah, so. I'm glad I'm not a label ho. <laughs> wow. Glad I am not one that has to have the latest brands. I'm glad I'm okay. I'm okay. I, I can rock anything. Yeah, I'm okay with that. And I'm okay with you not wanting to associate with me because I don't carry brands on my shoulders or wear them on my feet. I'm okay with that. Moments. Can we talk about women buying $4,000 purses, having them a year, and then looking for a $5,000? Can anybody please just help a brother out here? I don't understand it. I can't talk about it. I don't understand it. My head is about to explode every time I see this happen. But anyway, anybody, please? Well, I don't know about the wrong room. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. I think Rosolo was going first. Please. Go ahead, Rosolo. I, I can't help you because I had one worse. I was I was wondering about when, when some living in New York, the ones that wore the fur coats and the, the Louis Vuittons that they lived in the tenement with the rats. I was just trying to figure that out since I've been in New York. But I'm sorry, I digress. I came out with nothing. Maybe and I'm in the same place with you. I'm just trying to figure this out. Fur coats and rats. I, I can't. That's how it is in New York. I can't. <laughs> All right. So, Dre. So I can't Go ahead, speak. Dre. I can't speak on the ones that cost like two grand and three grand still. Mm-hmm. And the Gucci and stuff. But the Hermes and the Birkin and stuff like that, those bags increase in value. Oh, they so do. If you buy if you buy a Birkin for forty thousand dollars, you take care of it. In a few years you, you, you can sell it for sixty or whatever. Those so like the the Birkin and the Hermes and those are like more like investment. But like the two, three grand Gucci bag and stuff like that, I can't wrap my head around it because those lose value. But like the, the bigger fifty thousand grand bags and stuff like that, they do have value to it in the long run. So I'm asking a question. We can live in other bag? Well, I mean, it, it, it depends on the game that you're playing. If it's increase in value, it's an investment. You wear okay. it and invest. Just like watches. Some watches increase in value. Mm-hmm. So if you if you know about the watch game, like sometimes you, you think people crazy when they're buying a watch for 100000 or $150,000, but you could buy a watch for $150,000 today. Like if you understand the game mm-hmm. and know what which, which kind of watch to buy, you could buy a watch for $150,000 today, mm-hmm. and by next week, you can sell it back for $200,000. There's watches like that, you know, but you so have to understand. You need to teach me that game, there because if me can make a dollar like that, me, I'm here for that one, but I'm not serious. <laughs> yeah, no, but you have, to under, you have to understand the game and know um, <laughs> what, what, what kind of watch to buy and stuff like that. And it's the same thing with bags, but it's just certain kind of bags. So if you think you're going to the Gucci store and buy a bag for three grand and it's gonna nah, but those Birkins, yeah, those Birkins and stuff like that though, yeah, it's it's kind of an investment. Mm. Why do they increase? That's some. I was a thank you, Jeff, because me want to know what they make out of. What they make out of? What more I know? No cold skin. Go ahead, go ahead, (laughs) Teflon. And um, yeah, just want to piggyback on what Jay said. Um, so, with with the um, watches or probably bags, what makes the values go up more is when um, when they when they stop making it and it becomes rare. The price sometimes the price triples because I had a Cartier, 
and um, I had a car to about five years ago. They they discontinued it, and it tripled in value. So um, yeah, some people just buy them for investment purposes, you know. Uh, but as you said, you just have to know your stuff. You have to know what you're buying. So, okay. okay. Moment. Exactly. Like, so, so like the Birkins and stuff like that, they don't, you know, they don't mass produce them. You, they, they probably only come out with like, what, 10 or whatever. They do stuff like that just to let it, you know, hold certain value. So, Dre, in other words, then I need to let go of my inhibitions, go find $15,000 buy one of these bags and then flip the bag that that's what i need to do it sounds like you need forty thousand dollars <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> i would say i would say i would okay. say stick to the game you know so if you know real estate you, you, you stick to that <laughs> and don't For get real. it twisted too sometimes you 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 it it does um drop in value too because like somebody was just putting me on to the watch game thing because i'm i'm very much so into watch mm-hmm. watches mm-hmm. um yeah so you, you can buy the watch for one hundred and fifty thousand dollars and next week it worth 80 grand but <laughs> it's, it's the same thing like real estate and like stock if you hold on on it it will go back up you know but as i say you just have to know the brands what to buy mm. which brands to buy so you're living on the street while you're wearing a hundred and fifty thousand dollar watch <laughs> Some people, Javet, some people. Not Dre. Dre, hey, not, Dre. not Dre. Not Dre, not Dre. If you could make $50,000 in a week or two, why not? If you have that kind of money to spend. You're not spending. <sighs> or Dre. One of them. What yeah. do you call a person? Blueberry? What them name? Blueberry? Huh? What? I, no. Who is Blueberry? What you talking well, about? Heard the first them name. Burn. Oh, the Burberry. Me call him Blueberry. Let me call him Blueberry. <laughs> Anyhow, Blueberry, you know what clocks like that. that could I buy? <laughs> That's our message. Enough clocks. Anyway, let me let me go back from you. He say Clark. You know, I hate Burberry. I hate Burberry, and I hate Louis. And I, and I will tell you why. I remember growing up, my grandmother used to have some cloth and them thing. They were just look so familiar, and I used to hate it. <laughs> I just look whole, and then now I see like this Burberry thing. I was like, remind me, I'm a grandma curtain. <laughs> so I could never, I never got into those. It just, it just looked like I know you guys see some stuff like that in Jamaica. I'm not oh gosh, one. give me a piece of cloth. I'm a fan one dressmaker. <laughs> because let me tell you something. You know what gets me? Um, you know what gets me though, Fabian. Is I see people slinging the brands and we go check where them live. Check where them live. Oh, Lord. Check which part them live. And I'm like, you would rather increase the value of Gucci, Prada, Yves Saint Laurent, um, Louis Vuitton, Chanel, Salvatore Ferragamo, and the list goes on. Hermes, Birkin, whatever. You rather increase their value than save up five bags and put a down payment on a piece of property even if you're going to start out with a condo and flip it from there we rather live in the hood carrying gucci or carrying all these brands than say you know something let me save up the money and if i demand them on a scam and i get the money from the man them for do these things 
hey, 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 bro, give me the receipt. Let me hold on to the receipt because that's straight I store me gang and get back the money. And put I'm it in real estate. I was just going to give pretty much the same example. We have far too many people here in Toronto that are renting apartments, renting rooms in other people's homes, but parking their Mercedes-Benz, their $60,000 vehicle, in somebody else's parking lot so they can scratch it up. I mean, why not take that money, like you said, invest it in a home and drive a less a cheaper car? I mean, why are you renting and driving a $50,000 car? <laughs> I, I don't get that. You're parking in a parking lot with the, the $3 cars and everybody's banging it around. Like, I just, I never understood that. Some people feel owning a home is too much work or owning a piece of real estate is too much work. They're not I thinking about it, the legacy, Javette. They're not, they're not looking at the legacy and the fact, the pride in home ownership and the value. Real estate not going anywhere and land cannot spoil. And for those who don't know, what you're paying for is really the, the, the land, the house is an attachment. So again, this is this all goes back to the what we were taught, eh? Like um, I'm I'm Jamaican, so check, check the levels. Um, growing up in Jamaica, um, your parents will not care which zinc house you're coming out of. When you go on the road, your parents tell you to dress your best or look proper. Am I not correct? You're all right. So when we move to these sides of the world, we need to have the shiniest jewelry, the biggest jewelry, the, the the name brand. And we're talking about, I mean, the richest people in the world are wearing brands, but we don't even know that because it doesn't indicate that on the outside. It's just on the inside label. But people of color, we have to have that that print that says Louis on it to let the whole world know I'm rich. I got a little bit of money. <laughs> Yet we have nothing. Half of the people I know, when I go to their homes, they have ten to twenty thousand dollars worth of shoes and clothes in their closet, and don't have children in a bank. <laughs> I don't understand this. I don't get it. You You're calling me called, to Katie? lend you money. Preach, 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 Honestly, it, it, it's it's awful. I mean, my girlfriend literally called me and asked me to co-sign for a vehicle that she can't afford. <laughs> You, you, you're renting somebody's home and i get it not everybody is you know financially prepared to own their own home so she can rent a home fine but you're asking me you can't even buy the care on your own so cutie you're asking what was your response because I'm, I'm ready for dead virtues what, <laughs> how, how did you phrase it is what i'm saying how did you phrase this, it this is exactly what i told her okay i said marvin when i was 19 years old and i left my parents home my mother said to me, if anybody ever comes and asks you to co-sign for anything, and she said, including me, say no. You notice she didn't exclude herself? She said, say no. So I literally just read that off for her just like that. I said, no, my girl. <sighs> and she's my childhood friend. Priorities, QT. It's a matter of priorities. Um, Miss Phyllis wrote in the chat, these are the funds that you pool and buy the brownstones and blighted areas. Exactly. But we look at that as too far-fetched. We want the here and now because we want to have this 
image, right? Keep up with the Jones. Mm -hmm. And I'm so so born. Yeah, make that make sense. Someone spoke about an hour and a half ago about teaching um, financial literacy. Um, literacy in the classroom. That's like the best piece of advice right mm -hmm. there. And if you can't, if we cannot get it, educate yourself. Um, go to the banks. There's a whole lot of uh, brokers out here, black ones, white ones, anyone. You don't need to, you don't need a color to teach you how to invest and where to invest. And if you feel like you, you, you're, you can't approach anyone, Google it. Mm -hmm. Mutual index funds. Start doing it as early as you possibly can. If your children are 14, 15 years old, start putting away funds for them. A small, anything, anything, but start investing something in your future in your children's future in your grandchildren's future facts facts valid points and i hope we all walk away with something and here's the thing i don't want anybody to feel that owning something of luxury is not good i'm not that's not what we're saying but understand your priorities understand your priorities can you truly afford it is what's the point of buying a piece of luxury and you can't pay your light bill you can't put food on the table you can't pay your water bill you're calling tom dick and harry to get money to borrow money to do this for you is that wise that's what we're talking about now if you've worked hard and you want to treat yourself and you've saved up your coins to do that by all means indulge but be practical while indulging stop Try to impress the next money because the next money where you try to impress them, not have it either. Preach that to the dance hall goers, them, not have it either. Them just as broker, broker, no such word. <laughs> hey, that's what I'm a flea market for knockoff, you know. So, no, 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 need for cool. All right, wake up, people. <laughs> No, but seriously, moment. You know, when I see these athletes and entertainers making upward of, uh, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, rocking other people's brand, I'm like, what the hell are we doing here? Why you not have your own brand, brand brother and sistering? I mean, I understand that. I tell you, Fabian, Fabian, I'm going to tell you something. Many of them are not paying for the clothing even that's what a lot of us need to understand they're getting these these clothing and articles and accessories for free because they are the number one marketing tool that any brand can use these athletes these celebrities and we now realize that they might get the five thousand dollar upwards things for free and we are kill off ourselves to go buy the things it's a brilliant marketing tool because they realize how ignorant we are when it comes to finances dre i think you were trying to say something go right ahead no i was just saying sometimes when you you you, you see your behavior and you observe the africans and the nigerians and, and people like that i wonder sometimes it's just something in it because them boys sit to them, man <laughs> so uh, yeah i just like when, when i check them out sometimes i'm like I wonder if that's where we get these behaviors from. <laughs> but ball on a budget. Ball on a budget. Now ball and put your basket where you can't reach it. Don't do that. All right, I got to move it real quick. So out of the Caribbean corner, 
Got a few stories here. Pilot on inaugural Nigeria to Barbados flight says it was easy. Remember when I said some months ago, why is it that every flight has to go to Europe before heading to Africa? And we all said dollars and cents, right? Well, here we go. Some 130 passengers from various countries in West Africa landed in Barbados on the first direct flight from Lagos, Nigeria to Barbados on board Ethiopian Airlines. And that happened last week. The flight was eight hours long with little turbulence. Chatting with Loop News on the tarmac in the shadow of the aircraft, parked at gate 10 at the Grantley Adams International Airport, German-born Captain Lars Mueller said that the direct flight was uneventful. He said it was straightforward. It was an easy flight. The weather was nice. We had some clouds in the Atlantic, but otherwise it was a smooth uncomplicated flight asked if he thinks there should be a non-stop flight between the continent and the caribbean he said that making that happen is out of his purview but from the point of view of a pilot it is feasible you see what i'm talking about them know so them can do it but them don't want to do it because them want to get richer for people direct flight from lagos to barbados Eight hours, but them want you go all the way to England and then catch a flight from England for go there. So hmm. make it happen. Let's keep it going. Guyana expects billion dollar oil earnings this year. Guyana is likely to earn more than one billion dollars this year from its production share of offshore oil export exports, rather, more than it will garner from gold, bauxite, timber or any other sector, the central bank said on Monday. The production sharing agreement with American ExxonMobil, Hess Oil of the U.S., and China's national offshore oil company will give the country an estimated $1.1 billion from the 13 million barrels of oil it is entitled to this year. Good for you, Guyana. Very good for you. So this next story, I'm not sure if um, you're all aware of it, but um, this happened over the weekend. So the man who was on Monday morning being sought by the police in relation to a threat to kidnap women and girls in Mandeville, Manchester, is now in police custody. Head of the Manchester Police Division, Superintendent Shane McCallum, confirmed on Monday afternoon that the man was picked up and is undergoing interviews by investigators. Initial observation that has been made is that the young man is displaying signs of mental health issues and as such, whilst we do our part as the police, there is also another aspect to it where the Ministry of Health personnel are also on board and are actively involved in the process. The man whose name has not been released by the police was seen in a video that was circulated on social media promising that when school reopens on September 5th, he would be driving around and taking all girl kids and women because they are needed for an experiment. The police issued an appeal late Sunday night for him to immediately surrender to the nearest police station. The police also appealed to the public to help them identify the man in the video. On Monday afternoon, Superintendent McCalla thanked everyone who assisted the police 
in the speedy resolution to this particular matter. The senior cop also urged Jamaicans to be observant and seek assistance once individuals observe any signs that a family member, friend, or co-worker may be showing any signs of mental health problems. It is a serious issue that affects a large number of persons in our society, and sometimes it goes unnoticed and untreated. Well, grateful for that result, because when I, Marlon told me about it, I was like, huh, that's, that's mental illness right there. Well, he said something about the devil telling him all kind of foolishness. Let's just say thank you. And you know, you know what this tells me? That we can easily turn over more of the criminals, but we choose not to. Yeah. They can turn them over, but they choose not to. They can turn over the murderers, but they house them. Yeah. Because look how quickly they were able to turn this man over to find him or to make his whereabouts known and have him taken in. Why aren't we doing that for all the criminals across the island? Why are we harboring them? Fair play to curry goat and white rice. They're not making themselves known like that man though, right? Probably not on social media, but the communities within which they are housed know them. Their very mothers know them. Their girlfriends know them. Their wives know them. Them sisters know them. Them brothers know them. Them children know them. Government. I'll leave that one for last because time is going. I may have to leave that one for after we get off air. Um, so two charged with the murder of a Jamaican-born TSA worker in New York. Two suspects, a man and a woman, have been arrested in connection with a deadly shooting in May of longtime TSA worker Jamaica-born Donovan Davey, who was gunned down blocks from his East Flatbush home in Brooklyn, New York, while talking to his sister on the phone. The two... Richard Barrett, who is 34, and Irene Brown, 31, were charged last Thursday with murder in the shooting death of 45-year-old Davey, who was a Transportation Security Administration worker at the John F. Kennedy International Airport for more than 17 years. Barrett also faces a weapon possession charge. The accused were picked up by members of the Regional Fugitive Task Force, who spotted them driving in a car on the southbound FDR Drive. Both were charged with second-degree murder. The two suspects were acquaintances of Davy, who was shot in the neck and right leg at the corner of 35th Street and Church Avenue. He was rushed to Kings County Hospital, where he was pronounced dead. His sister, Pashona Davy, who is 31, said she heard the gunfire that mortally wounded her brother as the two spoke on the phone. I heard gunshots about three or four, she previously told reporters. After that, I didn't hear anything, and I was calling his name, and he was not responding. She immediately ran to the scene she recounted, and um, the doctors were unable to save him. The motive for the deadly shooting remained unclear up to Friday. Be careful who you call your friends. Yep, they be the ones. 
All right, we're going to take a quick break to do wrap up the live on air segment. When we return it, we're just going to continue with another story that we have out of the Caribbean corner. Government identifies land to build new modern prison. And this is in Jamaica. All right, so bear with me one moment here. Let me... um. Call away. I'll be we'll be right back. Save the day. Superman got nothing on me. I'm only one call away. Call me, baby, if you need a friend. I just want to give you love. Come on, come on, come on. Reaching out to so take a chance No matter where you go No, you're not alone I'm only one call Thank you to all our listeners Logged on to the Quality Music Zone QMZRadio.com JanoRadio.com And everyone here with me on Clubhouse Where the conversation happens I'm Moments With Me And you are listening to Coffee and Toe World News on the Go Every Monday through Friday 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. And here what's coming up later on. Here is what's coming up later on today on JohnOrader.com at 3 p.m. It's Strictly Foundation with DJ Trouble. At 7 p.m., The Rose Solo Show. Join her as she talks about the Atlanta Jerk Festival that went down this past weekend. And then at 9 o'clock, it's Vibes Tuesday with DJ J Rookie, so keep it locked on JanoRadio.com. Don't forget to download the Jano Radio app, J-A-H-K-N-O, available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Remember, you can join us for Coffee and Joe tomorrow live on QMZRadio.com, the quality music zone for music for quality music while you work or play to help you get through your day. And on JanoRadio.com, or if you want to be a part of the conversation, please join us on Clubhouse. Download the app. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Whatever you do, wherever you go, I do ask you this one thing. Please be safe. See you tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Eastern. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Clubhouse, I'll be right back with you.